1: In congregation, it's your girl Lacey Mosley, aka Scam Goddess, and we're back for another installment of You Guessed It, Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, grifting, and all those who practice it. Maybe we love them, maybe we hate them. We'll find out along the way. Today, guys, you know I am so, yes, excited. Don't you guys love this parasocial relationship we have? <laughs> Stop, <laughs> you so crazy! No, you so crazy. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Ah, It's so good for both of us. But today I am. I'm super excited for our guest. We have an amazing writer, podcaster, and actor on the show. Check out his podcast, I Said No Gifts, which is super duper fun. I've done it. I had a blast. It's where his invited guests bring gifts, unsolicited by Bridger, of course. He said no gifts, spurring fun and interesting conversations. And kind of a genius scam because you give him things to go on there. And he got me. I did it. Also, he wrote for The After Party on Apple Plus TV, or excuse me, Apple TV Plus. Why can't I say Apple? Uh, name, but the after party with Sam Richardson is a ton of great comedians in that show. Alana Glazer is popping, which you can watch right now. Congregation, please welcome Bridger. Bridger, I'm gonna say your last name wrong. Why do I not know how to say your last name? Give it a shot. Oh, uh,
2: it's so Winger. Vinegar.
1: Vinegar. Damn it! It's just like it's spelled.
2: <laughs> no, it's it, it spelled like vinegar.
1: Vinegar. But and it's you know what's wild? Weineger. I normally check, but Bridger, since I like feel like I know you. Like, we've we've spoken a few times. We follow each other on socials. I I don't know why. I just assumed I was going to know how to say it until I got to it and was like, oh.
2: (laughs) Lacey, there are so many people in my life, like, close friends who still don't know how to pronounce my last name. I Like, there was a period when I just stopped correcting people. And now it's just a problem for me. But uh, what are you going to do?
1: You know what's bizarre? The only place that my name gets mispronounced is Uber's. And it's like almost every single Uber. And it doesn't matter the nationality of the person in the Uber. Whenever I open the door and I'm like, who is this for? Because I had to learn, y'all, it's a scam. Don't ever open a door and tell the Uberman man who you are. You're supposed to ask who the Uberman is. In addition to checking the license plate, you're supposed to be like, hey, who are, who are you here for?
2: I do none of those things.
1: Uh, it must be nice to be a man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm oh my- a very small man. Look, I could eb- I'm in <laughs> constant danger. I don't what, know. You look, you you look like name?
1: sinewy. You look like you might have some hands, Bridger. I don't know if I would be messing with you. <laughs> uh, you know, but yes, women have a whole 12-point checklist like we like a driving exam. I got to walk around the car, you know, check for the locks, the see if anybody's in the trunk, kick the tires, yes. Check the license plate. Then ask, who are you here for? And they always say, Lassie? Lakai?
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Those do not even cross my mind. It's either
1: Lossy or Lakai. Um, sometimes they get close and it's like lazy. Like lazy. They're, they're right there. <laughs> what? Lachai, Lachai as well. And I'm like, there's not an H. I don't know <laughs> how we got here. So, Bridger, oh. I get it. And I, you know, I used to correct them. I used to be like, yeah, it's Lacey. But I'm like, it's an Uber. I'm going to be in here for like 10 to 30 minutes tops. Like Right. Now I'm just like, yeah, that's
2: me, Lossy. <laughs> yeah, I am not precious about my name at all. I will just let people absolutely abuse my name. I, it's just, No, look, my name is two words that are in no one's vocabulary. So I don't. Ex- why would I expect someone to know how to say them?
1: It's so iconic, though. Bridger Weinegar, It works <laughs> together. It sounds so fancy. Like
2: it is a bizarre name.
1: I just feel like it's one of those society names. Like, like oh, there's Bridger. <laughs> well, you know, the Weinegars recently came into even more money. Like, <laughs> oh my <I'm> God, just- <laughs> I wish. Come on, Bridgerton!
2: Uh, Bridgerton, there we go. Bridgerton is really up to my cachet as far as class goes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, am sitting here drinking a Dr Pepper. I'm a, a, as far from class as you possibly can get.
1: Are you kidding me? You only you sip sodas that are medical professionals. That sounds like class <laughs> to me. Your soda <laughs> went to so much college. It had to
2: go to college.
1: <laughs> it had a residency. It had to get a residency. Yes, <laughs> before it could even touch your lips. That's class. <laughs> So, Bridget, we always ask on this show, what is your relationship with scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? I mean, obviously, we talk about I said no gifts. You got a whole podcast where people bring you gifts. I brought you a gift.
2: I am running a full-time, year-round <laughs> scam. My home is full of gifts. I I love a scam. I truly do love a scam. I love to watch a scam unfold. I love to read about a scam. Occasionally, I like to be involved in a scam. Yes. I I'm a huge advocate of scamming corporations. I tell anyone within earshot, if you get a chance to scam a, any, any business that's traded on the NASDAQ, if you have a chance to scam yes. them out of anything, go for it. They're scamming you all the time.
1: Absolutely, you have to. And look, they're writing off their scams. Like you right. should always be scamming big business because they're scamming you. Like you know, <laughs> they work their employees to death, and, and even when productivity's up, you know who, who benefits from that? Not the employees, the, no, the shareholders. No, no, no. So you should absolutely be scamming uh, money bags and the winogers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If you have the opportunity to scam a corporation, like if they had a chance to scam you, they absolutely would take it. And they do constantly. So I have no qualms with if an opportunity opens up to scam somebody, to scam, you know, your Walmarts, your Amazons, your whoever's.
1: And listen, that's it. just called shrink. I used to work in retail. <laughs> Me that's just too. called shrink. Like they, the companies, they allot a certain amount of money for theft, for breakage, for disappearances. Uh, <laughs> I'm not telling y'all to steal. I'm just saying, you know, you know, right? I'm just saying.
2: I mean, that's the thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not encouraging anyone to shoplift. Because it is a dangerous line to walk because if they catch you, then they're going to destroy you.
1: But destroy, I don't know if they can just they might put your face up with a little picture. (laughs) I don't know about destroy.
2: I feel like these companies will destroy you. (laughs) You take you're you're stealing a ten dollar. What are we talking about? What's what costs ten dollars? Some batteries. They Mm -hmm. will probably ruin your life. But if the opportunity presents itself and it feels like a clean getaway go yeah. for it
1: and honestly this is more encouragement for uh people who are not black or a person of color because <laughs> uh y'all uh, we yes. can buy the stuff and still get gunned down so maybe purchase <laughs> your things okay but if, if you're out there and you want to pull a winona girl and you get in the car and you just have a stiff cigarette with just so many lip smackers in your pockets <laughs> uh just feeling alive you know i'm not mad at that
2: <laughs> that's why like and shoplifting is not the only way to scam one of these corporations oh right of course look in high school i ran a whole scam of i won't name the corporation but i was returning i would go to one big box retailer purchase things on sale Mm -hmm. and then return them to another retailer for much more the amount of money i was getting on gift cards was absurd you know,
1: wow. this is how
2: you know I would buy a Game Boy. This is how I was buying A Game things. Boy,
1: <laughs> the 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 uh, the little toy machine with games.
2: That's, That's what a Game Boy is, Lacey. That's.
1: <laughs> you can tell I'm not a gamer. I was like, yeah, the little toy machine. Yeah, I almost got a Switch, but I couldn't even find one. I wanted to play Animal Crossing with my friends. <laughs> I wanted to pick up the Ruples and the Bebops. I don't even know what, what it is, but I wanted to join, and I couldn't even get a switch. They were like, "No, girl, those are sold out." I'm like, "I'm gonna have to fight a I'm about to fight a six year old." Uh,
2: <laughs> well, that's the other the other end of scamming that I don't like, which is like these like internet scammers who are running bots to buy up like switches to scalp, mm-hmm. and then w- people like you and me are getting ripped off. Yes. I don't like a scam among amongst us amongst person to person. We're all getting scammed by these giant... Companies, let's right. aim the scam energy at them.
1: Robin Hood energy. I'm with you yes. on that B- because I, I, the one thing I do hate about those bots is like I know people hate the StockX bots and they, you know, they're trying to get the sneakers. But for me, it's concert tickets. Like it's so ridiculous that if you want to go see Beyonce whenever she decides to breathe in a room very far <laughs> away from you, but close enough that you can see her, um, you know, the tickets are already pretty expensive because Beyonce and Beyonce knows she's like, okay, y'all, do y'all want to pay your rent or do you want to see Beyonce? And we're like. <laughs> beyonce okay i'll be i, I mean i'll be i can you know deal with not having a home but i gotta see beyonce if she's in concert so then they run the tickets up even more buying them with bots and credit cards and so the resellers are making a killing so on just so money
2: and those tickets by the way there's another scam like the what are we talking about a ticket master or whatever the price is what for a beyonce ticket it probably is like what are we two hundred dollars to start and then yeah, probably $200, you'll be in the parking in lot. You
1: could be in the parking lot for $200, you know. Uh, <laughs> they'll, let you, they'll let you park. Not close, <laughs> but they'll let you park and you, you can, can think drive about through Beyonce. The city. Yeah, yes. that's if you want to think about Beyonce at home. It's
2: $200. <laughs> How much is a Beyonce ticket just uh, uh, like face value?
1: um i don't know actually i feel like i definitely went once in college so that couldn't have been crazy when i saw her then That was in connecticut and i want to say those tickets were like two they probably were like two hundred dollars okay. uh we weren't super it was also connecticut depends on where you go right. you know what i mean um if, if you see beyonce in chickasaw county which she probably not going there but you know like the, if you go to la i've gone in la and i feel like that was more like five hundred dollars oh but they my god that's a vacation They were like kind of good tickets, but they weren't like Beyonce was going to sweat and then it was going to land on me. Right,
2: Those floor seats are probably people are probably paying thousands of dollars, right?
1: Yeah, they're paying thousands of dollars. (laughs) And what's wild, too, is like a lot of corporations like, you know, if the certain venue is like they own it or whatever, they'll get their big wigs and suits like free tickets. And they'll just be sitting down there not even understanding how good life is.
2: They don't even want to be there.
1: Yeah. But um, Marina says that currently the average is about $167. But also you have to realize that that's like on the website when Beyonce drops them. And they said the first row tickets are around $1,246. That's when Beyonce gives them to the internet. Uh, This is what we're seeing on SeatGeek. But whenever I look, it's usually way more than that.
2: (laughs) I think for $167, that's to get a job at the concessions at the arena. Right. Which is a good
1: scam, y'all. If you can't afford to go to the concert, go on Craigslist or go on uh, one of those server websites, you know, where you can sign up to do, like, temporary jobs, like at Dodger Stadium and stuff. Get a free concert.
2: There you go. That's not a bad idea, actually.
1: <laughs> I would get in there and just disappear. They're like, Lacey's supposed to be serving these <laughs> beers. We haven't seen her in hours. I got a whole different outfit in my purse. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Oh, Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I do love a scam, though. I just watched the Tinder Swindler over the weekend, which I'm sure you watched.
1: Yes, and everybody's talking about it. I thought it was a little boring. You um, thought it was boring? Yes, I was bored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's robbing them. And, like, yeah, he's I, taking the money from one. And maybe it's just because I scams is, like, a whole part of my well, life. But expert. I was just like, yeah, I've seen this a billion times. Like, They're like, this is so shocking. I'm like, no, it's not.
2: The thing to me, it was like the scam was just so obvious from moment one. It was like, I mean, I don't want to blame anyone that got scammed by this guy. But it's like, this you met this person a week ago and he's asking for a thousand. Like, if my boyfriend asked to borrow $15 from me, I would be on the phone to the FBI. I right. <laughs> If somebody asks you for I'm any. Out. Yes. Let alone like a stranger who is like. Something's yeah, clearly no. going on there.
1: Yeah, he was not sexy enough for none of that. And I wish some man would be calling me on my phone, threatening me. I, on my phone, bro. <laughs> I don't take threats via phone. I, you know, I just hang up. I hit end, bro. Like, what do you mean? I'm supposed to be like, ah, <laughs> over the phone?
2: No. No, he's not threatening. He's a huge dork. He's sending threatening messages over WhatsApp. Like, no element of yeah. that was that Scary. Intriguing.
1: WhatsApp? You threatening me over WhatsApp? Bro, this is a third-party app. You can't even iMessage threaten me? Loser. No, no. You don't threaten me over WhatsApp. That's like threatening me over Facebook DM. Really? This is what we're doing? This is so ghetto. No.
2: The thing that was the most shocking to me was the woman who, like, wasn't even in love with him. She was just friends with him. She was just like, like what is... what is what? was she getting out of any of this? I can see somebody like, you know, like these romance scams or whatever you're like, he's in love with me. I'm in love with him. We're going to be married. I should, I have to, I don't want him to be killed by his enemies. They want to be
1: attached to greatness. They want to be attached to things that they feel like are popping and cool. Especially if they're not popping and cool. So it's oh, definitely it's, uh... all of that. I feel like I've talked about Seth Levinson low key. So you probably you know, have. Yeah, I'm like I don't. We weren't calling him the tender swindler, but I feel like that's like another episode that was uh, jacked from me and put behind the paywall. Uh, <laughs> Y'all you know how I feel about the paywall.
2: <laughs> you really but... got scammed.
1: I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all got to get Stitcher Premium. I don't know what else to tell you because they be snatching (laughs) these episodes up off the internet so damn quick. (laughs) I was like, where'd it go? I don't know where it went, y'all. So Stitcher (laughs) Premium slash Scamp Goddess. Get a month of free listening, okay? Uh, And you'll hear so many episodes that you've never heard before. (laughs) I'm not even playing (laughs) <laughs> so guys let's get into our first segment here what's hot in fraud uh as always snitch on your friends and family at scam got a at gmail.com just make sure your scam is retired so we don't what yes fuck up your bag this is where we get like you know a letter or we see what's popping in the streets and we warn you about new scams um i was gonna do a little warning about a scam but i think i'm gonna save that for next week y'all be fine for a week Y'all won't get oh my robbed God. um I did find a little letter that seems to be along the lines of what we were already talking about, like big box stores and scams like that. Uh, Bridger, I just need a fake name for this person. Gender doesn't matter. Oh,
2: let's go with Daniel.
1: Damn, Daniel.
2: Oh, there you let's, go.
1: So Daniel says, 15 years ago, I worked at Target. Oh, well, uh <laughs> Okay, it was 15 years ago, so Daniel, you good. And you know how many Daniels work at Target? Like, they won't. That's not even your real name, so it's fine. So Daniel says, Target is hilariously big. Well, Target for scammers. They are an easy mark because they're obsessed with quick checkouts for customers, even though they keep, like, two registers open. Cashiers get penalized for taking too long, so they will overlook almost anything to finish the transaction.
2: Wow. Oh, I love this. I, I
1: didn't know that cashiers got penalized for taking too long. That's that's kind of wild to me. Now, I will say that there have been studies, and I don't know where this was done, and maybe it's a lie, but it's something that stuck in my head for the rest of my life. But supposedly, women cashiers are always faster than men. So if I see a line, and there's like three people in one line, and then there's five people in one line, and the line with five people has a woman checking out, and the line with three people has a man, I'm going to get in the five-person line.
2: Oh my and God, almost what a great always,
1: tip. Almost always I'm out faster than if I had gone to the man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had no idea.
1: And I feel like, women, we need a level to play so Start checking out slower, okay? Like, what do you get for checking people out fast? Queen? Nothing. And that's <laughs> what that man knows. That's why he's over there like, boop. Boop, he got to scan it under the thing like 12 times. It's not going. I'm like, the the barcode's right there, sir. The barcode, hello? The barcode's right there. (laughs) Boop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, and now they make us check out. Like, Target, y'all owe me a coin. Why do I have to come to the Target and work?
2: Total scam.
1: And I should have stole something when I was in the Target now that I think about it, because I bought an air fryer and they had this little thing around it that like, you know, uh, had to be removed by a checkout person. But I didn't realize. So I rang it up, put it back in my cart, it left the store. No alarms went off. Then when I got home, I realized this thing was around the box. And so I cut it and it just started making noise. It was like,
2: meow, meow,
1: meow and I just stabbed it a bunch of times with the scissors and then it died. <laughs> but I was thinking to myself, like, why did I even pay for this? Like, no one would have just walked out. No one would have ever known, but, you know, I paid. I'd be trying to be a Samaritan to, to Big Target. They, I know they need my money. Um, but, yeah, so now we got to pay. Do our own checkout. Like, we work at the store. Like, I want a discount for that because that's that's work, okay? Uh, so, at our daily team huddle, we were briefed on which scams to look out for. It was like a bad 70s cop show. It was hilarious being given grainy printouts of Target's most wanted and being expected to care <laughs> enough to look for them on our shifts what you've heard of america's most wanted we're talking about target's most wanted <laughs> 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 i'm a real badass you know,
2: i would be <laughs> honored to be on that list
1: right i feel like i want to be on target's most wanted like just right next to spot <laughs> y'all thought he was the mascot no they're looking for that dog They're looking for that dog, okay? Uh, So a few quotes I still remember because they were batshit are, one quote is, we got someone hitting stores and trying to sneak out of emergency exits. He's cutting the wires thinking it disables the alarm, but it activates it. Should be easy to catch.
2: Well, you haven't caught him yet.
1: Yeah. How often is he doing this? And it seems like you haven't. He's not easy.
2: He's doing a very obvious crime and setting off alarms apparently everywhere he goes. And also, like... You've heard of the dude,
1: so if you heard of him and you know what he does and he's not in target custody, (laughs) he's not easy to
2: catch. Yeah, if this is an issue at the team huddle, then I'm sorry, he's gotten away. You're not catching him.
1: Right, and uh, Daniel's right. I wish somebody, I wish I was working at a corporation and we had a team huddle where he was trying to tell me I got to be Paw Patrol at the target. Y'all out of y'all damn mind. (laughs) What do I get out of of, right. of wrestling down uh, the uh, Target's most wanted? What do, what's in that for me? <laughs> like, let's talk about. It. Is there like a ten thousand dollar bonus? Like, is there something like, or just the pride of keeping Target safe? You kiss my ass.
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. The only thing in it for you is probably that the person is going to attack you.
1: <laughs>
2: You're probably going to get shot in Target.
1: You know what's in it for you? Bruises. Right. <laughs> No, thank you. Maybe death. Definitely bodily harm. That's what you get. And this no. is,
2: he said it was 15 years ago? Yes. This person was probably getting $6 an hour.
1: Oh, hell. Yeah, you're right. Oh, absolutely. No, not. thank you. No, no, thank you. Not even thank you. Just no, disrespectfully. Absolutely not. So the, another quote was a man in a wig is going to pharmacies trying to steal stuff. Not sure how the wig plays into things. <laughs>
2: It plays into it because he looks fantastic,
1: right? And uh, he's giving costumes,
2: right?
1: And I feel like you're spending too much time judging his wig and not enough time stopping him from stealing the pharmaceuticals. (laughs) Okay, so make friends. Okay, this is another quote: make friends, make money. This was security telling us about cash bonuses. Oh, for turning coworkers in,
2: (gasps) ratting people out. What's the make friends part of that?
1: Yeah, it feels like you would be making less friends. Yeah, making enemies. Betraying
2: the people who trust you. Make enemies. Make money.
1: <laughs> like, that feels more like along the lines of what's happening here. Jesus. Or do they want you to befriend people and then be like, yeah, so. <laughs> you <laughs> you ever steal anything, <laughs> Tom? <laughs> It'd be so crazy if you ever, like, stole anything. And, like, what <laughs> was it? And, like, what day and time? And <laughs> near what part of the store? <laughs> We're buds.
2: What? Oh, my God. That does remind me. I worked at Best Buy for for a while and one of my friend co-workers who was fantastic after i quit i came back she had been fired because she had been taking people people would pay with a gift card and then she would like hand them a blank gift card and take their what was left on their gift oh, card
1: which is taking per- a risk.
2: look it's a good scam kind of kind of shitty uh,
1: is it though i feel like if i took the gift card and then i go home and i realize like the rest of my uh Best Buy coin ain't on it, then I'm just gonna go back to Best Buy and be like, hey, that's true. Just y'all messed up, give me the yeah, money. Best
2: Buy has to pay for it. And then she everybody wins there actually. And
1: then everybody would win, except for if you don't keep the receipt, probably. Because Best Buy customer true. service is Bridger. were you like a good Best Buy guy? Uh were you a bad I Best was, Buy guy? I was, it's okay
2: bad i love I would that say for you. I, you know they wanted me to like scam people into signing up for free magazine subscriptions and like pay for a warranty on like a ten dollar cd player a lot of things that i just wasn't willing to do so i was perfectly fine
1: that feels like you were a good best buy employee then because you were working for the customer best buy was like you are not scamming enough people in here okay they need a, a, a forty dollar warranty on their walkman
2: <laughs> Truly, that's what they would make you do. It was so insane. So I, I was, I'm always, always on the side of the customer, I'm a customer advocate.
1: Okay, so you were good. But when I say bad Best Buy employee, I mean like the ones who are there and you could just tell it's very Marshawn Lynch. It's very much I'm here so I don't get fired, you know, standing around. If you try to make eye contact with them because then they know you need help, they immediately look away. They they always dart (laughs) dart away super fast. Uh, (laughs) They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to help you. Like, I feel like every time I've ever spoken to an employee at Best Buy, except for once, and he was the kind of employee that he was real nice to me and then he was trying to put me on all the warranties and all the... Yeah, you know what I mean.
2: He's getting he was, nothing out of it. There's not. They don't even get commission. He's so getting it's like, sexual thrill. <laughs> it is a. I mean, I will of speak robbing to robbing that. Me blind. <laughs> <laughs> just pure ecstasy every time you make a sale at Best Buy.
1: He goes out to his car and he smokes a <laughs> cigarette real hard. Just <laughs> You know, (laughs) that's what he's getting out of it. The thrill. (laughs) The thrill of tricking somebody into purchasing things they don't need. Um, But every other Best Buy employee is like, please get away from me. (laughs) Like, please don't talk to me. Um, And, you know, I love that for them. So I guess they're talking about just ratting out your friends and family, which here on this podcast... Snitch on your friends, absolutely, but like I won't say their names. I won't say your name. We don't want to do a scam if it's still popping. Like we want, we just want to enjoy it with you. This is fucked up. You want me to, <laughs> like, everybody at Target is your enemy, so you you can't oh. even steal and tell your friends. Wow. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> So, Best Scam Award. This is a longer one, but I'm really enjoying it. But, guys, if y'all can truncate these, y'all know it's easier for me to read it on the show. But this one's fantastic. So, Daniel, no notes. Uh, so best Scam Award goes to a man who buys the largest flat-screen TV we have in the store. He calls customer service and tells them, When I got home and opened the box, a dinged-up TV of a different brand was in the box. I demand <laughs> a refund. <laughs> No, he did not. No, he did not put his old TV in the box. He said, when I opened the box, it was my old TV in there. And I demand a refund. No, you don't have to pick it up at my house. I'm going to leave it on the curb.
2: I am so happy for that man. I, right? He when deserves, I, just for just for the courage to even try that scam.
1: He said, when I opened the box, it was full of spoons. Spoons! Spoons! <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why it was so light. (laughs) I want all my money back. And the taxes. Don't forget those. So, uh... Customer service was not going to touch this, so the guy said he was coming back into the store. Fast forward to the man comes in with a flat-screen TV box with a broken-down TV that's obviously his old TV, shows the manager the old TV, and demands a refund. The manager politely suggests that this is his old TV, and no refund will be, issues. He be- he- issued. He becomes so enraged that she would suggest something like that, the manager. So now he's mad. He was like, why would you even suggest that this is my old Samsung TV? Why would you even say that? to me um you know he's bringing in an emotional argument gaslighting her which you know <laughs> this man is a menace like this man definitely read 48 laws of power this man probably listens to those podcasts with the nasty men about how to pick up women it's giving <laughs> gaslight and in a scam love that for him only push maybe you should do it so he become okay so he tells her he will call his credit card company and stop payment if he's not given a refund and then he introduced the manager to his lawyer who would <laughs> sue them for emotional distress and damages oh my god emotional distress and damages if they aren't given a refund the lawyer was an older woman wearing a track suit that was clearly his significant other She stood there, arms folded, and nodded authoritatively. That's how you know you got a ride or die with you.
2: (laughs) This is the, what we're talking about here is the man who wore the wig to the pharmacy. (laughs) That is his lawyer. He was never present when the lawyer was present. He goes to the pharmacy, throws the wig on and comes back with legal advice. That's what's actually going on. I
1: wonder if this man is actually every criminal they needed to look out for. The one cutting the alarms. It's it's just him wearing different wigs and just being a menace to this target. That's how he knows he can get away with it. He's like, I rob this target every Thursday afternoon. Are y'all really not going to give me money back? For my old TV. Really?
2: You people love me.
1: (laughs) Y'all know the deal. (laughs) Y'all see all my wigs. Come on now.
2: (laughs) Part of the The, family.
1: So the manager was beyond over this and said, target policy, we can do one return per year without a receipt using your license. He immediately agreed and left with his refund. The manager was like, why did he so quickly agree with giving me his license? It's like he knew that target policy. Mm, Because she's right. If I'm stealing, why am I going to be so cool with giving my ID unless I know this isn't a trap and that it's the real policy? Well, you know where this thing is going. Broken down TV man was a former Target employee and took note of the insane policy and decided he was going to test the limits and get a brand new TV.
2: <laughs> I'm so happy for him.
1: I'm happy for him, too. I love this.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, also, I mean, let's just benefit of the doubt. Maybe. Maybe. I, I actually stand by his, he's not scamming. He really did have a broken TV. Maybe, what <laughs> if he, imagine being in that situation and it re, you really did open a TV and it's a, I mean, a it's on him, broken he should have picked the same brand. I mean, come on, at least pick the same brand of I feel TV. like he
1: didn't cho- choose the same brand. I feel like he didn't even try to be that thorough. Right. They were just like, sir, this is your old TV. He's like, how dare you? That hurt my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suing for emotional distress and the TV. Where's my lawyer? Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah, this is my lawyer. No, don't mind her tracksuit with Juicy on the butt. She is definitely my lawyer, Esquire Incorporated. Like, I love this. I love that he just threw a fit. And and honestly, I, it's giving Caucasian just because I just don't think that black people can throw fits in stores without the police getting called. Like, he threw a fit, he used he used every tool in his arsenal and uh got, got the job done. You
2: and he really probably do... felt great driving home.
1: Oh, absolutely amazing. I probably again sucking that one hard cigarette. Yes. Doesn't even smoke, just
2: Never even used the TV. Right. just in it for that thrill.
1: For the, for the sexual thrill. <laughs> and I, I love this scam a lot because if you were a former employee, I mean, obviously they wanted y'all to be out here acting like y'all were mini Target Popo, asking you to do things way outside of the realm of your job and to destroy <laughs> any chance of having friendships built at work because they want you snitching on each other. You know, like, doesn't sound like the greatest work
2: environment. So maybe you are owed. Oh, absolutely old. I mean, if once like, why else work for Target if not to find the ins and outs of how to scam the company?
1: Yeah, it feels like that's what you're. You're just there to case the joint, right? (laughs) So you know what? I'm proud. I'm proud of you, Daniel. Um, Well, actually, you were just observing these scams. But maybe I guess you don't let work at Target anymore. I was gonna say maybe when you leave, you you also go and buy a TV in the boxes. (laughs) You know, just full of toilet paper.
2: Yeah, I hope Daniel picked up a thing or two. If he is squeaky clean, then he did it wrong.
1: Right. Daniel, it looks like you weren't snitching, but I hope that at least if you were watching, you were learning, you had a pen and paper, you, mm. were, you were getting the info mm. down. Guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back. My favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwings. Scams! I love Fashion, okay? But well, we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh well, it's dead now. Well with newly you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new, okay? Come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Goddess. 20. Just go to n-u-l-l-y dot com. That's newly with two u's. And enter the code goddess20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's n-u-l-l-y dot com. Newly with two u's. With code goddess20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? like white cream. Are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. And we are back and it's time for my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Bridger Wanaga with a (laughs) harrowing tale and we'll see what he thinks and get his opinions all throughout. Are we excited? I am. So today... I want to note up top, um, a lot of the information, uh, was derived from Russia's Beyond's article. It's called MMM, the biggest fraud in history in modern Russia. And it's, the author of this is Yekaterina Selnaskovia. Yeah, Katarina Shout out to you. Um, content warning, there is a mention of suicide in this episode. Um, we won't linger on it. And if you want to catch uh, Katarina's article and read it for yourself, it'll be in the footnotes of this episode, along with all the other articles and resources, as per usual. So let's get into it. In the 1990s, a man named Sergei Mvrody perpetrated one of the world's largest Ponzi schemes through a company that imported tech equipment into former Soviet Russia. Years later, the MMM's legacy lives on through cryptocurrency.
2: Of course. Naturally. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Just the biggest scam of all.
1: Oh, my goodness. I, like, know a guy who, like, created his own crypto, and we get into fights about if crypto is a scam all the time. Like, for his sake, I hope it isn't. But when I look at it, I'm like, mm.
2: He created his own. Is anybody dealing in his? Is that is yeah. that even the word we talk? Yeah, it's, like, legit. What is it? Can you say what it is?
1: Well, now I don't want to say what it is because I've suggested that crypto is a scam. Um, <laughs> I can't do him like that. But, you know, like, yeah, they had like a offering, like a public. Yeah, it's wow. like a whole thing. Yeah. So um, so obviously he's not like he's in a deep like he right. really gets it uh, versus, you know, the people who are signing up for Squid Game coin and then getting robbed like three million dollars <laughs> overnight. So I guess it's just about. You know, I'll 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 break down a little bit more of the crypto scam and what's hot and fraud next week. But would've been perfect to do it here. Chose not to. Chose to (laughs) jargon, chaos. That's what we. That's what we. I feel
2: like you keep hinting at people scams that could happen to people in the oncoming week, and these people are just now have to be as careful as possible for the next seven days.
1: I know giving more at 11 like i'm right, definitely giving totally. news fear oh no guys am i scaring y'all into coming back that's wrong of me <laughs> but i mean i don't know what's gonna happen to y'all if y'all don't listen next week that's all i'm saying <laughs> i don't know what's gonna happen to y'all maybe something bad i don't just controlling know controlling
2: <laughs> your audience through fear
1: <laughs> i never used to do that just used to be about entertainment but now i need y'all to, to come back mama needs an audience <laughs> Okay, so I'm just saying, I'm trying to protect you. I'm thinking about you. Okay, so let's get into this. In 1989, Sergey established the MMM Cooperative in Moscow with his brother and his brother's wife. The M's came from their collective initials. I just feel like 3M. Well, I guess there is 3M.
2: 3M. Oh, that that is a company.
1: Yeah, but they called it 3M. They were like MMM. MMM.
2: Mm. MMM. Melissa, Melissa, Melissa.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, it's just not that catchy of a name. It just seems no. like fraud. It doesn't, I feel and like y'all y- shouldn't.
2: M is I- also something you can't really do with a Russian accent either.
1: Yeah, what is M? M.
2: M. I guess, it, yeah, it's M M
1: like... My Russian accent's terrible. Sorry, but I'm going to try. I'm still going to try, okay? So MMM, right? So initially the company had nothing to do with finance. It imported tech equipment, but quickly it became very popular in the collapse of, or with the collapse of the Soviet Union. So before MMM, Sergei, you know, he was born in Moscow. He was very good at math and engineering from a very young age, um, which I always find funny. It's just like, are you like eight and you like to do math? Right,
2: like, (laughs) really? What are you like? What is "quote unquote" like a person who's good at math at eight? How do we know that they're good at math?
1: Right? Are they just counting things? Like everything's always accounted for? Do they have an abacus that they travel with? Like, what? What is eight-year-old good at math? Giving?
2: I I just don't feel like I like as good as you would have to be truly like the genius of geniuses to be like, oh, that's an eight-year-old that's good at math. Otherwise, I'm like. They're kind of smart.
1: Right. How would we know? I feel like A.R. is just trying to do math for us for fun. Like, how would we know you're good at math? I don't, you know, whatever. So he liked math. He liked science. Early in his career, Sergei found success selling pirated audio and video materials, but was apprehended in the late 80s by the Soviet government. I feel like selling bootleg DVDs is not something that the government should, like, apprehend <laughs> you for. But this is Russia. Right. Uh, like...
2: Any other country, I'd be like, that's probably not a concern, but Russia, maybe. Yeah,
1: and also like, you remember those FBI warnings that would come on before uh, videos, and it would of be like, course. "You steal this, the FBI, the F to B and an I." <laughs> Did we they heard they ever you were bootlegging the Lion King.
2: <laughs> like, honestly, like the people who were what were seeing that were just normal people at home.
1: It's exactly like,
2: that wasn't scaring any of us like none of us had the plan to steal any of that shit
1: right how do you even know i bought this tape i bought it right. in cash you can't even account for me purchasing this i don't have to tell people my name when i go to the video store <laughs> uh you know unless i'm renting it and uh, but it's funny because you know we know in america we're like okay if i bootleg the lion king or rush hour two, like what y'all gonna do nothing but i guess over in russia they're like east russia we heard you do bootleg <laughs> He'll come with us.
2: <laughs> I also feel like Russia would be the place you would totally get away with it.
1: I mean, I guess not, because they said the Soviet government. The priorities
2: in the Soviet Union are right. all over the place.
1: I say skrskr, okay. Um Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, this is the little Russia that I know that I learned from Sex in the City.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will say Vladimir Putin seems like someone who owns a lot of laser discs. I don't know why. He's always struck me as someone who has like a huge collection of old laser disc movies. So maybe this does add up to me.
1: Right. Or maybe they're not even movies. They're just like uh, home videos of him doing murders. Let me stop because I don't want, I don't want, it's Russia. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Bridger. I think somebody's at the door. Oh, it's Russia? Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. Cut that. Uh, love, love that man so much. So, later, after he was apprehended, he'd go on to import office equipment, allegedly importing the first PCs into the USSR. So, apparently, he was the Bill Gates of the USSR. (laughs) He brought the first uh, computers in. Um, Forbes once described him as a little Soviet man at the very bottom of the social ladder with his odd jobs, but one who possessed bold dreams and had illegal alternative occupations that allowed him to live better than most of his fellow citizens. Forbes...
2: He made the Forbes 30 under 30.
1: Right. And Forbes, why are you? This is. Forbes is shady.
2: What's going on at Forbes? Who's in control of the ship over at Forbes at this point? Because Forbes
1: is getting a little spicier than it used to be. It used to just, you know, they tell us how much money people had, a mm, little dry mm. article here and there, a little 30 under 30, little, you know, 50 under 50, whatever. <laughs> and now, like, they're like, he was like a little, gross little man and everybody hated him, but he was doing illegal shit and balling out. Like, this is Forbes magazine. Why are y'all writing about this man like this? this Forbes has got to
2: take it easy with the adjectives. We're there for the financials and the financials alone
1: yeah we didn't ask you for no adjectives we did not ask you for adjectives who told you y'all could use adjectives that's not what y'all do over there we want hard numbers and facts only I, want Man, I don't need
2: opinions
1: yeah with only facts no editorializing but now i think forbes is like every other you know outlet is trying to get them clicks keep them clicks up because i saw an article that they posted about rihanna and asap rocky having a baby uh, what does that have day. to do with
2: financial have things have at, at all forbes?
1: And so, and it's like forbes us magazine like, Forbes was like billionaire I think that's how they tried to be like no we can talk about this because uh, she a billionaire remember so we we deal in billionaires Forbes so y'all get it anyway so billionaire philanthropist it was like billionaire philanthropist ambassador Rihanna Fenty is having a baby and then they, they said she was having a baby with her boyfriend ASAP Rocky like so shady so it's like all these all these compliments to her career and who she is as a human being and then like with her boyfriend ASAP Rocky and Brittany Warwick uh went viral because she she retweeted sweetie and she said, Forbes really said, our angel Rihanna and local man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <separated. laughs> They really, Forbes really did call him local man. So maybe Forbes is just out here being shady these days.
2: Something has happened at Forbes in the last like five years where it just truly feels like anyone can write for Forbes.
1: Right. I feel like they hired someone from Bossip or yeah. uh, Bravo. <laughs> They were like, y'all call E! News and see if we can get one of their interns over here at Forbes. We got to get these. These articles are chuggy. We got to <laughs> get the millennials on board. <laughs> Let's start dancing. Like, what is going on? So, you you know he's got MMM with his brother and his sister-in-law. And the business is doing well, okay? So, in 1993, despite the company being accused of tax evasion the previous year, Sergei made a New Year's Eve TV address to the people of Russia. Something that is usually only done by the country's president. So, somehow...
2: He, like, hacked into the... TV waves. This, this is like something the Joker does.
1: So we right. So we have a video of just a few seconds of seeing Sergei speak. Um obviously this is gonna be in Russian. Um I can say спасибо. and I can say So if either of those <laughs> words are said, I will translate it. If not, oh well <laughs> we'll never know. Um but let's just play a little bit. I just want to see what Sergei looks like. Where is
2: Sergei? Yes, Sergio Mavrodi, president of so m&m, the U.S. Yeah. See, see, see I'm, I'm in there. This Today is I him. Would like to okay, enough.
1: enough.
2: <laughs> that is this... not who I was picturing.
1: No. I mean, Forbes did tell us. They say he a little tiny man uh who is not cute. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> went, so they were so shady. Um so that's him. That man and... looks like he
2: would teach you how to play the harp.
1: Can we just get a freeze frame backup of that video where it's on him? This man is wearing a red suit.
2: (laughs) He plays the organ at church. This is not someone who scams the USSR.
1: Why are you dressed like Steve Harvey? (laughs) Why are you dressed like Steve Harvey on Family Feud on the national airwaves like this? What is going on?
2: He will sell you a Saturn.
1: Yeah, it's very much giving he's got them Saturns, and he's got the used ones.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: And he's giving you the best deal. He's he's going inside, he's talking to the manager, he's giving you a deal like no other. Meanwhile, he's, <laughs> like, screwing you. Uh, this man is definitely a used car salesman. And before he came out and appeared, the, the logo appeared of the M-M-M, <laughs> and it looked just as bootleg as you would think it would. Well, and
2: just- the, Who were those men watching? They looked like Slayer or like a metal band. Was, it was like... Van Halen was watching. Yes, who what are is happening men? there?
1: What is happening? Also, there's a tiny Christmas tree next to uh, <laughs> <laughs> next to Sergey, and I don't know why that Christmas tree is there. Um, and it's the tiniest Christmas tree. It's almost like he put it there for scale to make himself seem larger. He was like, people people think I'm big man if I put tiny tree next to me. Then I, I say regular size tree, and <laughs> I'm just so large next to the regular size tree. Like, what is this tiny Christmas tree doing here? I don't know. So much about this is, is very perplexing. But you know what, Sergey, Go off, King. So by this point, MMM and Sergey's face were known across Russia. So the girls know who MMM is. He's wearing his, uh, his fire engine red suits. They know, okay? <laughs> However, charges of tax evasion collapsed MMM's financial support, leaving the company scrambling for funds. So, of course, everybody knows who MMM is, which means that... Uh, I call him daddy government um over here. So I feel like what is this like father? <laughs> father government? I, I need something it needs to be more menacing than daddy. It's like, <laughs>
2: right. Father, I think, is as close as you're gonna get. Okay. Yes.
1: Father government. So father government's like, yeah, we know y'all too, and we know y'all owe us money. So get after that. Also, I still don't know what MMM does, but okay. Also, so, is
2: there any chance it's not MMM and it's mmm? Mmm. <laughs>
1: Maybe. I don't know which is better. They both sound awful. But <laughs> Sergey came up with a solution in 1994. MMM shares were issued for sale for the first time with a promise that investors would get a return of over 3000%. So okay. he was like, "Let's go public. Let's do a little IPO and, and let's get the coins from the girls and then tell them that their investment is going to be returned." I still don't know what the company does. Okay, right. it imports tech idea. equipment so I guess
2: they're like selling desktop computers to people
1: right like it doesn't
2: seem like they've done anything that no I mean anybody could have done what this company has done up to this point
1: right I mean the Christmas
2: address was gorgeous but uh, other than that
1: they said I'm an importing and exporting (laughs) a scam So, one share cost 1,000 rubles, equal to around 65 cents U.S. dollars at the time. Due to a massive advertising campaign, the share prices steadily increased, arbitrarily growing in the value by 127 times over just six months. For a very short time, it worked. There were no problems at mm, Everything was mm-mm good
2: over at mm. It's a soup company. <laughs>
1: right. They should have pivoted. That's a hard pivot. We went from <laughs> importing uh, technology to soup. <laughs> but y'all go see how y'all still don't get 3,000% return. It's, it's going to work. So we have an ad. Like,
2: oh, yeah. Let's watch this ad.
1: I don't know if it's a video. I think it's just an ad. What oh, were you okay. going to say?
2: Sure. I just feel like you go from the import-export to cryptocurrency. The next step could be soup. Why not?
1: Absolutely. Like, why not? Because at this point, it's all over. So we're looking at an advertisement right here. Um, I do not speak Russian. Um, but I think that that is Sergey. That's supposed to be Sergey. In a MMM uh, logo T-shirt, uh, there's like a ball and chain on here. Very, th- what kind of advertisement is this? Scary.
2: This, uh, yeah, this is like he looks like like 1984 Michael Caine. Uh His hair is wild. He's got kind of those weird glasses on that look like you're going to like either be a, an assassin or some sort of sex pervert, and then. <laughs>
1: The hair is definitely give a sex pervert. Like right. he went into great clips, and he said, "Can y'all give me the um not allowed within uh five hundred feet of the school district? Yeah, number <laughs> number four. Let no me get one that. wants to.
2: I do not want anyone to feel comfortable alone on an <laughs> elevator with me. Uh, but what is this thing with the ball and chain?
1: <laughs> I don't know. But I, this is now this. I definitely know that this is an advertisement for the IPO. So they're trying to tell people, you know, how they can get involved in the company. Am I supposed to look at this and feel confident? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel just uneasy.
1: So millions of people across the world invested their money as the company promised shareholders it would buy back their shares immediately upon request. So whenever anybody's trying to give you a deal that seems too good to be true, whenever the risk is lowered significantly, like, oh, yeah, no, y'all give us your money. And then if you <laughs> want us to buy it back. Oh, yeah, we'll do it immediately. But the price is going to keep going up. You're going to lose all this imaginary money if you buy if you if you buy it back. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a scam. Uh, it's a Ponzi scheme, really. It is,
2: yeah, absolutely a Ponzi because scheme. that's exactly
1: how they work. Is like give us your money, and then look at the return on investment you're going to get. But don't take your money out. Just enjoy then, looking
2: at the number.
1: Yeah, just look at that. Look at how, how good your money. Look how rich you are on the computer.
2: Doesn't matter if you can use it.
1: Yeah, It's the power of imagination. <laughs> imagination. Literally, <laughs> selling vibes. Love that for them. So, herein lay the Ponzi scheme. Payments made to shareholders were actually the money from new investors. Yeah, we knew we saw that coming. We literally just mm. said it. By July 1994, the share price had reached 125 rubles, like $81. So, okay. you know, that's a decent-sized stock, especially in the 90s. Especially when it started at 65 USD, 65 cents.
2: That's enormous. I mean, to the point that it's alarming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you should be scared. The yeah. import export company. We we still haven't seen nary import, nary an export, <laughs> but now they're valued at $81 a share. <laughs> so, in addition to the fast growing share price, the company's success was spurred by the hope that it represented the shadow or in the shadow of the collapse of the USSR. So, basically, The people were also investing in vibes. They were like, "Russia's doing great. Look at our one stock. (laughs) (laughs) It's up and it's stuck." Obviously, I don't check the Nasdaq. Okay, Russia, (laughs) Russia didn't collapse. Look at our one stock. We (laughs) didn't.
2: Smooth sailing from here on out.
1: And that's a technology stock, okay? That's imported and exported technology. So I don't know what y'all are talking about. Russia's doing great. Cheers. We have
2: four PCs, uh, this creepy ad, and one stock. What more could you ask for?
1: Right. This creepy little man and, and one stock. So, actor Leonoya Golubakov uh, was a face of MMM advertising campaign. Um, so. This guy, uh, Sergey, gave people hope, right? This is this is a quote that um, Leonoa, oh, gosh, here we go, Leonia <laughs> Golubakov, who's an actor. Name. He, I know, I don't want. I'm trying to put some respect on your name, Leonoya. Um, He said. Mavradi, who that's Sergei's last name, uh, gave people hope. All, the t- all that time we had lived in poverty and suddenly an opportunity beckoned. So people are looking at him like he's the people's champ. He's coming out here, giving people hope, giving people coins, giving them pride. Because I will say there's something about national pride that I do remember now. I remember when I lived in London for a little while and I went over and exchanged um, dollars for pounds. And the first time I did it, they gave me the pounds and I was like, okay but where is the rest of it <laughs> they're like this is it the dollar's weak as fuck i was like hold on no 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 i ain't give you i ain't give you rupees uh no 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 i gave you u.s dollars no did, did you think of those as pesos no 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 those are u.s dollars not canadian money um those aren't maple woods <laughs> that's what i call canadian money
2: <laughs> maple woods <laughs>
1: I ain't give you no Maple (laughs) Woods. I gave you U.S. American dollars, USD. And they're like, yeah, we know your your country ain't shit. And I was like, damn, this is very embarrassing. Okay, I'll take my little coins and go. Y'all can't give me no paper. No, okay, okay.
2: The English are very good at making you feel like a bumpkin. Just like you fell off of a wagon.
1: I mean, as they should be. So, am I mad at it, you know? So, in just a few years of the Ponzi scheme's existence, over 15 million people across the world had invested and almost none of them had received Ooh. any return on their investments. When MMM shares sold out, the Ministry of Finance refused to issue more. And so, MMM created its own currency, with Sergey mm. on the face of the bill instead of Lenin. Wow. In reality, the currency held no value outside of MMM saying that it did. Which, I mean, that's kind of how all currency works. It's literally but, money. But the government is, I guess, supposed to be the only people who can do it. But again, we talk about how, like, a government is just a bunch of dudes. Right. Who are like, let's make infrastructure and laws. You know what I mean? So why not Sergey? Why can't he start his own government?
2: Right. Let this nerd <laughs> give it a shot. I mean, he's got his face on this money that looks wild.
1: I mean his money looks legit though. I mean, I think he could have taken the glasses off for the for the money <laughs> portrait. That's just me.
2: He put on a nice suit coat and uh, it's given
1: official he's staring off into the distance. We don't know what he's looking at. that is a trademark of money. You don't want money where somebody is like smiling at you on the bill. That doesn't seem legit. <laughs> I- imagine if the president's on our bills it was just like uh <laughs> George Washington like smiling like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's so true. I've never thought about that. You never want a happy person on your money. Yeah, you You don't want nobody smiling on your money. (laughs) Basically, funeral attitude.
1: Right. I will
2: say, like, his expression here looks like he's just gotten bad news, which is not not a great thing for money.
1: I don't know. It's giving Russia to me. It's giving Mother Russia, like, stoic, like, strong. (laughs) You know? I feel like his wife has just,
2: like, said, I'm taking the kids and we're not coming back. And he's watching them drive away. Yes, he's absolutely watching his Saturn take off towards St. Petersburg.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. The kids like in the back of the car, like uh, on the windshield, like <laughs> hands pressed up against.
2: Yeah, this is very what have I done face. But Truly. Uh,
1: But I, lo- I love the audacity. And also, yeah, they're not going to give you more stocks to issue, bro. Like nobody's actually made any money. I was like, OK, can we get some more of them stocks? How many more <laughs> can we sell? No more. MMM everybody's like, mm, where did my money go? Like, that's what it stands for now. So, trouble with authorities. As Sergei's success grew, so did his trouble with the authorities, of course. Despite his popularity among certain members of the government, in 1994, Sergei was arrested for tax evasion, but that didn't slow down his plan for long. At his arrest, he stated... What taxes? <laughs> oh, good for him. I know that's right. He said, what taxes? If the authorities <laughs> claim it's a pyramid scheme, does it mean that I didn't give them their share? Question mark. Oop.
2: He's just acting like he has no idea.
1: I mean he said, look, if I'm doing crime, then what then it's no taxes on crime. I certainly <laughs> don't write off anything I steal. <laughs> I mean, he was like, is the government trying to get involved in crime? Like, how are you going to gaslight the whole government? Like, <laughs> if y'all want money from a Ponzi scheme, then that means y'all are involved in crime. So I don't know. <laughs> it's giving it's giving ghetto to me. <laughs> just went in there and gaslit them? Like, I love that. So while in custody, Sergei managed to register as a candidate for deputy of the lower house of parliament. Oh so my
2: gosh. He's in jail. What a move. It's like, you <laughs> know what? I actually am gonna run for government.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna run for office. Can y'all hand me that uh yeah, can you just slide it through the bars? Yeah, hand me that <laughs> application. Okay, and a pen. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I'm applying to be president. <laughs> like what?
2: Also, I have this banged up TV that was I thought was going <laughs> to be a new TV. So yeah, if we could deal I with need to that now that. too.
1: Yeah, if y'all could just go ahead and fix that, return that as well, okay? So he successfully won the election due to investors wanting to get their money back and voting for him. <laughs> as a, that's, that's a good way to strong arm a whole community. You're like, I mean, do y'all want these shares bought back or no? Better let me into the government. <laughs> so as a new member of parliament, he now had parliamentary immunity and was released from prison. He literally applied for a get-out-of-jail-free card.
2: To get that far in so into such trouble you would literally have to like rearrange the government for yourself. I would have a heart attack.
1: But the fact that he could
2: it's amazing. I mean
1: is Truly bless him. He was like, I'm about to be in jail long, like I'm finna be the president. Hold on. Give me a pen. Yeah, okay. I need y'all to mail this. I don't got no stamps in here. <laughs> Like, what? So there were rumors that the band who re- he replaced was actually assassinated by Sergei's government supporters in order to free up the space.
2: Wow. What? Russia. So,
1: what, Mother Russia. So what if he was, like, applying, and they were like, there's no open seats right now. He was like, yeah, there will be. <laughs> there will be. Give no me worries. time. Give me time. There will be free seats. There will be position." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so... However, he never turned up for any of his parliamentary sessions and was stripped of the mandate the following year. So he wanted to just get a get get out of jail free immunity (laughs) card. They were like, he never comes to parliament. Where is Sergei? He on the yacht in that same red suit. (laughs) He never came to parliament. I love that. I love the disrespect for government of just like getting a seat and then just like not going.
2: Getting a job and not even showing up for the first day. Good for you.
1: Good for you. In 1997, he made a bid for president of Russia. What? (laughs) Bro, you didn't even show up to parliament. Now you want to be president? You wouldn't even go to your job.
2: They should have given it to him just to find out what would have happened.
1: Right. At this point, I'm just intrigued. But he was caught trying to forge votes and was subsequently banned (laughs) from politics. So he was caught trying to stuff the ballot box. He probably could have won without doing that. Right. Is the wild part. (laughs) So the same year, MMM declared bankruptcy and Sergei disappeared with all the money, earning him a spot on the international wanted list. Because remember, he had like 15 million investors from all over the world. So this isn't even just Russia's problem now. This is like everyone who believed in Sergei. And he was like, okay, we filed for bankruptcy and Bye. <laughs> He was caught hiding in an apartment in 2003 using a false name and registering a virtual stock exchange in a Caribbean county. So, in 2003, he had a fake name, and he was trying to get a virtual stock exchange popping. in. Why are you trying to get involved in stocks again when you know that's where they're looking for you, Sergey? You got out! Stay out!
2: Get a job at Blimpy or something and just... Enjoy the Great. rest of your life.
1: Enjoy the rest of your life with all your money. Why do you need more? Sergei was sentenced to only four years and six months, but was almost immediately released for time served during his pre-trial custody. Wow. Sergei still had connections in government. He may have never showed up to his government jobs, but somebody over there liked Sergei. <laughs> Two years later, Bernie Madoff would be sentenced to 150 years for operating a similar Ponzi scheme. Here you go. See, in America, we care a lot more about uh, tricking rich people. 150 years is an obscene amount of time to put a man in jail for robbing you in a cute way. (laughs)
2: 150. But yeah, I guess that's just the difference between... uh...
1: Sergey got four, and he got time served, so he only did like two.
2: And meanwhile, he's committed a bunch of other (laughs) shitty crimes. And also, uh, good, uh, good for him. He knows how to run the system.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sergey, we have to stand. The money invested in the MMM was never found, and it's reported that at least 50 people took their lives after realizing they would never see (gasps) their life savings again. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, and they put their life savings in. I'm thinking people are buying MMM at 65 cents and watching it appreciate. People are, (laughs) you should never invest your entire life savings. I I honestly just don't even think life savings should be a word. (laughs) (laughs) Like you should I know, never. know it's like
2: it puts a lot of pressure on it. Or it's right, like, this is it, it goes for my away, life. Your life is gone.
1: Yeah, Though I mean, it's money at the yeah. end of the day. And yes, money is a necessary tool. And people who have money are comfortable are always talking about how money is and everything. It's like shut the fuck up. A lot of people would be very happy knowing that their bills are paid and they can eat. Like yes. that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Money is definitely connected to happiness. Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> um, you're not enlightened, Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's not the great equalizer, you rich bitch. (laughs) I (laughs) didn't. I I didn't get that on my chest. But yeah, yeah, I feel like too much pressure to call it life savings. Also, never put life savings in anything. I feel like you should never bet it all.
2: Diversify. And this is uh, this is coming from a stock expert, someone who's not who downloaded robin hood and then deleted it like this a coming day from
1: later a Weinegar, guys listen
2: <laughs> you've got to diversify um no but i think sinking your money into literally anything uh, maybe yeah a, maybe find a few pots to put it in
1: and maybe one of those pots should still be the bank
2: right you know? maybe not like a computer salesman from russia
1: yeah. It just feels like, you know, who wears red suits. Y'all gave y'all money to a man in a red suit. What did y'all think was going to happen? The only other man I know who walks around in a red suit is Santa Claus, and he breaks into everybody's house. And they and we let him because he's supposed to leave stuff. Does he, though?
2: There's a scam. He's
1: also a criminal. A man who breaks into your house. No. And so... Uh, people were, you know, obviously very, very upset, losing all their money. After his final trial, Sergey continued similar schemes in countries across the world, even including cryptocurrency accompanied by an informational website with chat agents in later years. So in early 2017, the website for a local MMM scheme in Nigeria became more popular Mm. than Facebook. Mm. He continued to show no remorse and justified his actions by saying he wanted to keep people's money with the people. Are you the people, Sergey? It feels he's not like, keeping
2: it with the people, though. What is he talking about? He said, "I'm
1: people." Yeah, I'm keeping your money with the people. I'm people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Give it with me. The you weird thing me? about any of this is, it doesn't feel like he's ever like enjoying the money or anything. Like, no. what is in it? What is he getting out of any of this?
1: The sexual thrill.
2: <laughs> I've yet to see like a yeah. Like at least get an expensive haircut or something. Can buy some new glasses.
1: Yeah, he hasn't done any of that. No new haircut. I mean, his hair is a little different here. It's shorter. It's still kind of sad looking though. Yeah, it still and,
2: looks very dorky.
1: And he's still got the saddest look on his face. Like, Sergey, do you ever smile? Like, where does your joy come from, Sergey? Like, it, it constantly looks like you're you're watching your own house burn down in photos. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone you love in it. it like you don't look happy. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So he, you know, continued to show no, no remorse, kept doing these things. Sergey passed away in March 2018 from a heart attack at the age of 62. Uh, I mean, with all that stress in your life, Sergey, in and out of jail, robbing people, like, I could see how that would happen. None of these relative, none of his relatives wished to take his body after death. And ultimately, oh, no. a former MMM investor paid for his funeral.
2: So wow. One fu- that person got scammed one more time.
1: I don't know. I feel like if you're an investor in MMM and you pay for this guy's funeral, maybe he cut you a check.
2: That's true. Or so you just are desperate somebody. to see him get buried.
1: <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, no, I'll pay for his funeral. And it's like, why are y'all dragging him to a ditch? Oh, uh, yeah. We didn't uh, <laughs> say it was going to be a nice funeral. <laughs> why are y'all taking him to the shark part of the beach? Uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> like so we don't even know if it was a nice like if he got a headstone we don't even know what he's giving uh for the funeral but you know sergey you robbed a lot of people you you you're a bad man uh it doesn't even look like you had a lot of fun that's what's upsetting
2: the most joyless scam of all time
1: yeah sergey what did you do with this money you didn't have no come on now you had to at least you know have one night out where you got some vodka maybe bought some of those little dolls that got other little dolls in them or something you know like (laughs) i hope you did something fun
2: he bought that christmas tree
1: Right, he bought that Christmas tree. That was the source of all of his joy, <laughs> just standing next to it and being so much bigger, uh, perspective wise. Good. He spent good
2: fifteen dollars in nineteen eighty-eight, and then that was it.
1: And that was the end of his joy ride, right there.
2: His big joy. splurge.
1: <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back for the saddest part of the show, where I have to let Bridger go. Robbery. and we're back, and it's time for Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise, or maybe not, like Sergey. We'll see. Uh, today we're talking about a 73-year-old woman in Long Island who helped New York police catch a scammer who chose the wrong victim. All right. Mm, who's the scammer? Because <laughs> 73-year-old lady in Long Island, you sound petty. <laughs> he said, oh, he messed with the wrong woman. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 911. 911.
2: I've got somebody for you.
1: Right. So, Jean, a former 911, or Jean, uh, probably Jean, Long Island here. Okay, so Jean, (laughs) a former 911 dispatcher, received a call from a man claiming to be her grandson and that she needed to contact his lawyer. Okay. She then received a second call from the person claiming to be said lawyer, saying he needed $8,000 to post bail. So he called her once and said, hey, your grandson is in trouble. Then he put on a wig after he left the pharmacy <laughs> section of Target <laughs> and called again. <laughs> said, I need $8,000. This is a different person. If you could see the wig, you would know. <laughs> So then Jean got another call from another man claiming to be the bail bondsman near her home trying to collect the money. So this is the third phone call. The third
2: call?
1: There's too many calls. You don't
2: need that many calls for this scam. You can cut one of those people out almost immediately. The lawyer didn't need to call.
1: I mean, I think they're just trying to make it legitimate. They're like, we have three people who is really just one person in several wigs on a phone (laughs) call. It's going to seem more legit. Like, I'm the bail bondsman. Hello, I'm the police officer. Hello, I'm the police dog. Like, everybody calls.
2: This is like as many impressions as an SNL audition tape or something. This is somebody who is just excited about the different accents they can do.
1: Right. Definitely wearing wigs that no one can see. Just enjoying the thrill. So after arranging to have him come to her home to pick up the money Jean called the police and waited so Jean, you knew that this was a scam why would you have these people come to your home to pick up the money this is petty but also i don't know a little dangerous like now they know where you live like she's
2: like this vigilante energy that she's got like
1: yeah
2: i guess she was Jean. looking for some excitement
1: Right. She is 73. She's trying to get a little thrill up a leg, you know, seems to be a common thread in this episode. So the police were already there by the time the suspected scammer, Joshua Estrella Gomez, 28, arrived, took an envelope from Jean and attempted to leave. So she didn't made a sting happen.
2: She fully entrapped him.
1: (laughs) And she was a former 911 operator, which means she probably is definitely like cold in the soul.
2: Oh, Yeah. You know, I feel she's like, seen she's heard it all.
1: She's heard it all. And I feel like, you know, 911 operator, shout out to y'all. That's a very difficult job and you have to stay calm. But also sometimes like you call and they're like, hello, 911, <laughs> what's your emergency? Okay, you are being chased, ma'am, calm down. You are being chased by a man with a knife, <laughs> calm down, ma'am, where are you? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Can you stop breathing so hard so I can hear the address?
2: <laughs> but can you imagine a 911 operator that got really into it? Tell me more. Oh, my God. I, that's how they should operate, actually. I would love for every operator to just get emotionally involved with the situation.
1: No! Too involved. They're asking for digital. Are you sending someone to the house? Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of house you got? It seems nice because this neighborhood is getting robbed a lot. You're actually like the fourth person this week who told me <laughs> it was getting robbed. What did they take? What do you got over there, girl? What's your What's your closet looking like? <laughs> like, just, <laughs> I'm like, are you sending the police or no? Like, Again, yeah, no. I'm sending them, <laughs> but you got to stay on the line. So we might as well chat.
2: What are you wearing? Oh. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the police then tackled and handcuffed him. I feel like tackling is a lot.
2: It's for a little much. For an envelope of much. money. For how much money? It's probably $20 bill or something.
1: Right. I don't know if she put $8,000 in the envelope. No,
2: I hope not. Otherwise, she deserved to lose the eight grand.
1: Yeah. It just feels like tackling is a lot. You know, everybody seems bored in the situation. If you call the police and they're immediately willing to set up a sting for you and tackle people, everybody's a little too bored. Nobody has enough to do with their day, So they tackled and handcuffed this man. He was arrested and charged with third-degree attempted grand larceny. Gene said, I knew he was a real scammer. I just, uh, you know what I'm going to say, like Gene probably said, I knew he was a real scammer. I just knew he wasn't going to scam me.
2: <laughs> the buck Gene, stops with Gene.
1: Gene, you could have just hung up the phone, sis. I, I don't know if we needed a whole Ocean's 8, you know, 0. .5. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we needed an Ocean Zero. Ocean's
2: <laughs> one. Ocean's Gene. That's the movie Ocean's I want to
1: watch. Gene, <laughs> I don't know. You sound like a hater. I feel like you could have just hung up. You knew it was a scam. You didn't have to come out here and get this man like this.
2: <laughs> I know if I I we're all getting constantly tried to get phone calls, scam likely. I don't have time to pick it up.
1: Right. You Not had time long... to get on the phone with three separate people. Arrange a drop. <laughs> Get the police to come, and they and they and they, they got on riot gear for some reason. It's one guy, y'all, he, and it's not even a violent crime. He's just taking eight thousand dollars <laughs> and going on his way, minding his business.
2: He was just trying to rob Gene. Give him a break.
1: Yeah, Gene. I don't know. You, you're not. I don't know if I'm highlighting you. You're not the honorary person in this. I just feel bad for the man who got caught. He obviously has great accent work. Uh, his he could have had a career in comedy. He's trying to been pay off SNL. these improv
2: classes that he took.
1: Right. That's all he was trying to do was pay Second City back, and and you did him like this. Disrespectful. <laughs> Guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Oh, Bridger, this was fantastic. Oh, Uh, I
2: had a wonderful time.
1: Oh, I'm glad. We always ask, where would you like to be found on the show? Like, where do you want people to find you? Anything you want them to tune into? I mean, obviously, we've got Apple TV popping with the after party. But what else? Where can they find you?
2: If you feel like listening to my podcast, I said no gifts. You know, I am running a year-long scam, as I said before. Lacey kind of scammed me when she came we, it was like a like a dual <laughs> scam
1: it was <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but you and then you can go on Instagram and find I, at I said no gifts or at Bridger W or do whatever you want the internet's horrible maybe stay off the internet I don't care <laughs>
1: what Whatever you want to do, guys. And as always, if you guys want to see Sergey in uh, his Chris Kringle suit, Scam Goddess Pod Instagram will post the photos. Scam Goddess Pod on Twitter if you just want to chat with me. Um, guys, if you want to find me, D-I-B-A-L-A-C-I-D Valacy on all platforms. Congregation, stay scheming. Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Fais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming!
0: This has been a Team Coco production
1: in association with Earwolf.
0: Two guys drove to work.